All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Fair Chase Podcast. We're happy that you're here. We're happy that you're ready to start learning. Before we dive into this episode, you know, we got to talk about a few companies that help make this possible and some of the companies that we back personally because we believe in them. Now, first up is HuntWise. There's a lot of mapping software and apps out there, and the best one that we think is is definitely HuntWise. I mean, they've got so many cool features that some of the other ones don't have, especially this HuntCast that we use every single time before we go out in the woods. Our, I mean, our time is precious. we got to know when's the best time to go out. And instead of searching around on all the, the weather sites and checking out all the details, you can go right to the HuntWise app, put it in your location, and you're getting local wind, local predictions based on where your stands actually are, and it helps you actually choose the best stand so you're not wasting any time and you can get right in there and hunt that buck you're after. Go visit HuntWise.com. So James and I have shot different bows from different manufacturers, and we all, every time we shoot them, we always go back to primes the reason is they're just so shootable and we're just so accurate with them they're super stable and they just came out with the new revix 2 4 and 6 is their brand new bow for 2023 hunting season g5prime.com so next up we got vector arrows this is a company that has just blown me away with their ability to help the customer out. Basically, you don't have to go through and, and find your shaft weight and spine strength charts anymore. You don't gotta deal with any of that. Basically, you go to the website, you put in your draw weight, your draw length, your tip weight, and they basically build the perfect arrow for you. No guessing, no questions. And then you can customize them. They got a bunch of different options. You can shoot the HMR or the ZMR. These things are sweet and they seriously are some of the best arrows in the industry. And they've got a zero failure guarantee. So if you break it or bend it, they're gonna replace it. So if you wanna save yourself 10% on that, head over to Vector Custom Shop and use the code TFC10. There's been a lot of hype around tree saddles. Some of you might be hesitant to even try one. These things are awesome. If you ever wanted to try one, Trophy Line Tree Saddles make the best saddles in the industry. They're super comfortable, they're adjustable, and the new Venatic saddle, we were able to get our hands on it a couple months ago and it just seriously blew us away. So if you want to get into the saddle game, go over to trophyline.com. You can save yourself 10%, use the code TFC10, get into the saddle game, it's gonna change the way you hunt. James and I like to go tromp around on public land and one way we're able to do that is to have good footwear. Uh, we used to lug around in, in rubber boots, and by the end of the day, we'd have sore feet, and it'd be, it'd be a mess. But we finally decided to get some good boots and partnered with Lathrop & Sons. These boots are so nice. They fit your foot perfectly. They've got Synergy foot pads that are made to you know, form around your foot. These guys take the time. There's years and years of research and design and how to create the most comfortable boot. Go check out Lathrop & Sons. Last but not least, Vortex Optics. These guys have some of the best glass in the industry. Binoculars, rangefinders, spotter scopes. We love them. We've got it on our rifles. We use our rangefinder all the time. They also make clothing lines every quarter. James and I are practically wearing a piece of Vortex apparel every day. Everything is high quality. They come out with new items usually every quarter. So spring, summer, winter, fall, they've got new lines and new clothing coming out. Check this stuff out. And if you want to save yourself 20%, head over to Vortex.com, head to the apparel page, and save 20% with TFC20. Okay, so uh, I'll turn it over to, to these guys. This is a fair chase, and they we went around the room, and we got a bunch of questions from you guys, the listening audience, and then also we've been talking here the last couple weeks. We've got maybe some timely topics and conversation, yeah. but uh, 
I guess I'll, I'll turn it over to you, let you drive the bus here for a little bit, and you can go through some of that, and we'll handle it in whatever form you want to. Sweet. Yeah, let's roll, right? Let's good. do it. Everybody good with that? All right, so we are the Fair Chase Podcast. Um, so um, this is a bit of a different podcast format for us because usually it's me and Jared. I mean, we've been everywhere from above a garage to mm-hmm. somebody's basement to, you know, so having people around and, and doing it with guys is cool. Um, we did it on the truck right up here. We, we did a podcast, podcast on a truck. Yeah, warm up. It's like warm up your vocal cords, you know, get your brain thinking. So we did podcasts on the way up here. Um, so one thing that's unique that we're excited about this is, first of all, we're able to get like instant questions, which usually they come in in social media and it's kind of scattered. So to be able to hear what people are thinking in the moment is cool. Um, and we're going to run through these questions. But what's really cool is we have like a panel. And so we're going to give our feedback, but like actually one of these is specifically directed towards Kevin. Time to roast. So it's we're going to time to meet. It's it's it really well. Oh yeah. We we haven't had we've Matt picked Rinella our on our podcast, so unless that's you know you guys, there's going to be a question about that. Mm-hmm. So okay. Um, so what's going we're going to do is roll through these questions, give our feedback, probably ask some of these guys to join in because a lot probably know a lot more than us. So if that's all right with everybody, we're going to roll. Yeah, Let's absolutely. I like it. So the first guy uh, dove into like instantly like a deep philosophical <laughs> yeah, question. We're, we're like going in that deep w- at first. Uh, have the use of cell trail cameras, cellular trail cameras, gone too far? And for the people who are listening or if you're here and you don't know, that is a trail camera you put in the woods. It sends a picture to your phone so you don't have to go back in and out and check it. So you can see in the news lately some uh, trail camera laws have been enacted. I think, what was the state that just outlawed them? Kansas. 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 Um, so uh, spe- it's a thing. Specifically on public, public land, land, right? There was yep. no, nothing for... Nothing for private? Was it? All cameras? All cameras. Bold move, Cotton. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Way to go, Kansas. So this is, a, this is an area of, you know, I guess you could say it's a fair chase topic, which would be yeah. timely and Very nice. really teed us up nicely. <laughs> to, to I like what our, you did there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... The use of cell cameras, has it gone too far? Uh, Jared, it's funny that this came up because it's literally what we talked about. Literally what we talked to on the truck. So, um, what do you want to, like, how do you, do you want to start? I'll start. So, basically, you, you, you can roast the first guy, though, because like, <laughs> he's <laughs> always, <laughs> that dude's way off. Yeah, idiot. Um, <laughs> how did I start saying that? So, everyone looks at technology from their point of view. And until you delineate where the edges of this argument are, you can't really – it's mute at that point. So I started bringing up, well – ev- It's moot. Moot. Mute. It's moot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to let that go. No, not gonna, no, I will not no. let that go. If you go. ever listen to our podcast, you'll find multiple times – You got to keep it tight or – I make up my own words and just roll with it yeah, until somebody notices. I'm not notices. letting that happen. But yeah, anyways. So my point was that people always say, well, you can't use that because it's technology and it's making an unfair advantage, blah, 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 blah. And then you see the compound guy say to the crossbow guy, hey, you can't use that because that's not a compound. You see the traditional archery guy tell the compound guy, you can't use that because and that's it's not o- a traditional But it's only bow. when it serves your interests. Exactly. So like when I shot trad for only, for only for a couple of years, I was always like, Jared, like, when are you going to take the training wheels off? And like right this year, yeah. I'm shooting a compound bow. I know. <laughs> that was you literally just a, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you, you, you actually walk yourself all the way back to, so only someone in the, hunting with an actual stick and sinew string that you is created. able to tell anybody yeah. what to do. So then the counter argument to that is, well, where's, where's the line? Well, At what point does technology overcome the actual hunting and become an actual dis- disadvantage? But that goes both ways. Like, 
you're saying like the slippery slope one way is like what you have to make your own stuff but the slippery slope the other way is like all right grab an air bow with night vision goggles and sit out over corn and just you know great so it's like that's that's the tricky part about questions like this is because everybody has a very different opinion for me if i was going out there with trail camera cell cameras and like oh i tag out first second night i'm just regularly stacking deer and it's like no problem at all i think success rate has a has Huge to do play into something. it. That's what, yeah, that's what you had mentioned. But I will say the flip side of that is when you rely on cell cams, you don't really develop like the woodsmanship, woodsmanship skill that makes kind of hunting fulfilling in its own right. What do you, what do you guys I know think? you want to chime in. Uh, well, this is <laughs> yeah, I got a couple things to say, but I was going to ask you because you guys recently you did. You had uh, my friend Byron Horton yeah. on. And did, what was the kind of the feedback he got from that conversation did you yeah just as polarizing as you'd expect yeah you know i mean it was it was like um uh, like uh you're too old you know like technology's gonna you know you're it's, too it's old moving on no well like, that make you feel yeah. <laughs> well, like well like byron <laughs> his, his thing know. is like well he's out there with know, polaroids he's not he's <laughs> not for cameras no correct? that's what i remember no, well, him saying. not for cell cams okay right? yeah yeah and like you can you can use that narrative however you want. So you can go to that post that says, you know, I saw this deer, I went in, got a picture, killed it, right? Yeah. And it seems like, and like this is nothing against Byron because I like Byron too, but it's like, well, that's not fair. I couldn't do that, right? You know. And then the other side of it is, is like, well, we've got like Spartan Forge that you know, is trying to tell you where the deer are going to be. Yeah. And, and now they've got AI kind of technology. And now they've got live streaming cameras, cell cameras. Right. So it's a whole different thing, but like exactly what you would expect. It it was just like super polarized. Yeah. So guys on both sides of it. And I think you still have to go out there and kill that deer. Yeah. And what you said just prior to moving the, the conversation down here is that like, at some point it takes the fun away. Right. Like if, if what you want, if you, if that's what makes you fulfilled is just showing someone else, like, look, this is what I killed. Yeah. And that's what pumps you up and not totally getting yep. out there and like accomplishing something like at some point. Yeah. It's going to be cool. Like I've been watching this deer all that time and all that stuff, but it's like, if you shot that same deer out of your pickup truck, yeah. do you, do you have the same feeling? And so I think that that ultimately is like a good road buck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, it's, it's like, how do you feel about it? Like personally about like how that, you well, know, what's your goal? I mean, part of it, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I tend both ways. Cause w- one thing we've really worked hard on is like, go to a new spot and you've never been there, read sign, figure out where the biggest yep. buck in that area is, no matter how big it is, the, you know, the buck you see here is going to be very different than from maybe the buck you see in Kansas. Right. So it's like, reading the sign, adapting, learning. But on the other side, cell cams are pretty awesome. It would be pretty nice to like, stick one out there. Just to throw it out there and just see what things are doing. Uh, but then the flip side is like any reason I can have to not be on my phone would be probably pretty good too. Like I feel like we could all agree less phone time. So it's like any reason to not have it just buzzing all the time, me glued to it. There's something to say about that too. So one of the things that came up is like, okay, in that conversation, like you've – you get the cell cam picture and you're like, well, that's cheating. Cause like, you know, that deer's like right mm-hmm. over there, but I don't know. I can tell you that this side of the table, at least like you know, we've been hunting and saying like text, like, Hey, have you seen anything? Oh, I just seen a buck going your way. Right. Like, be ready. so like where, 
where is the difference? You know, like if you're like out in Idaho or whatever, like you can't use radios to say like to, to help you spot right. and stalk and all that stuff. But we're kind of doing that with texting at this exactly. point, right? So and I used to do it with walkie talkies when I didn't have the ability to text back in the day. <laughs> you know? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> It was, loud, it was like a lot louder. Don't you know, spam the then. call. <gasps> like, don't turn it on. Like every hour on the hour, just turn it on. Exactly. That's what, exactly what we did. And of yeah. course, like every time. Uh, well, like opening it up to the group here, like anybody have, like, have we not covered anything? anything yeah, that? I'll, I'll add maybe um, a little something. To, is anybody right off the get, he was just going to ask, is there something that anybody's thinking or heard that? I just think yeah. And, and the whole the beauty of hunting, you know, I always want to be surprised when I go out there, or at least I'm looking for something. I, this, you can essentially be eating dinner, and all of a sudden it pops up on your camera. And but you run out there. And you run out. It, to me, it, it's pointless. I, I would not be an advocate for that. Uh, I, I wouldn't do it personally to each his own. Yeah. You know? It changes your mindset, though, because that's like, uh, and we've talked about this, too, because sometimes what I like about the public land, you know, get out and hunt, is that you're seeing stuff you've never seen before. Sometimes even with food plots and, and fields and everything, it's like you're almost farming deer in a way, which you're really not. But at the same time, it's like ones you know, you're watching grow and develop and mature. And I'm for it, you know, done that before. But what I like sometimes about going just to the back country, wherever that is, is like, there's a surprise where it's like you never know what you're gonna see. It's right. kind of fun about that. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What I enjoy most about it. Yep, agreed. And I think I think they have their place. Like I'm not necessarily against them, but like in a scenario like you just described, it's just it's like you're sitting there eating lunch and this deer that has named Bo Winkle Billy walks by the camera and then he runs opposite side of the food plot with the rifle and shoot it and then Yeah. Yeah. Kill it. Who, who, who's the popular female? Uh, Hannah, is it Hannah? Jared. Yeah, she just literally did that exact thing. She was packing to go on vacation. She told the oh, story right on social yeah. media. I thought I probably wouldn't have said that. Probably not. But maybe she, maybe she's a little more. Maybe she's yeah. a little more honest. Than that, than me. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but there's things that you leave that you you can be selective in how you what you. So, but anyways, yeah, she said she's packing her suitcase. She gets a text, big deer. She runs out through her backyard with a rifle, climbs a pine tree, and shoots it. And I'm just thinking, well, Okay, man. though, okay, question for you, though. So say that you find out that information. Mm -hmm. Would mm -hmm. you not go out? Or would you still How go big's out? the deer? <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> That's hey, my question. Now we're like, getting into morals. Because I have seen some deer that make me want to climb a tree. You asked. I'm <laughs> telling you. How big's the deer? Because I could tell you that's going to probably, uh, I'm not going to lie. It's going to influence troubling, my decision. That's troubling, man. That's troubling. Like, no, that's really not. Go so ahead. I, I just want to throw this over here to Frank because I want to know about taking the cell cam out of it. Like, let's say you're standing in your bathroom in your underwear and, uh. <laughs> Buck goes running by. You shower what with your you underwear? Do? Look out the rear, look out the window in the backyard, in the woods, and a really nice buck was going through, and it was gun season. So the next thing, I got the rifle, and I'm out in my front yard. Oh, yeah. And 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 the deer's gonna cross, you know, a are road. You are you still in your underwear? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm by the big maple tree in my front yard. Right off the old. And here he, here he maple. comes, yeah. you know, here he comes, right around the corner of the pole barn over there, you know, and. And he's gonna, you know, he's heading for the road, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna nail this sucker. I got my seven mag, you know. Oh yeah. So well, I'm right over. all of a sudden, I hear 
coming down the road, you know, and I'm going, shit, a car's coming, you know, so I, the, the deer, he kind of stops right there, you know, be, you know, before he gets to the road, so I'm like a soldier behind the maple tree in the front yard, you know, <laughs> I like it. and the son of a bitch stops out here on the road, and, and it's my buddy from down the road, you know, and I'm going, what the hell's going on? And, and he, like, the deer runs across in front of him, you know, and then, and then he just drives away, you know. So I shoot at the sucker, right, you know. Yeah, of course, as one does, yeah. Well, then all of a sudden I'm looking over across in the neighbor's yard. My neighbor Scott's out there in a goddamn bathrobe with his gun, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I told, I told the dude down the road, too, later, I said, well, what the hell are you doing? Oh, I always go down to the, to the bar, you know, on Sunday morning and look for a change, you know. Yeah. On the ground and stuff, you know. <laughs> It's a weird neighbor. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was that was one of my great moments right there. That's Northern Michigan, right? (laughs) That's pretty standard, right? So So what the rest of the world thinks of Northern Michigan? (laughs) I'm I'm assuming everybody else listening to this not from here. So I I I think what you were attempting to do there (laughs) was uh, tie. Yeah, I like you it. Got, you, I got like the, it. you got the picture. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't know if I wanted it I didn't anymore. have no camera out. Is what I'm saying. You know yeah. what I mean? There was no camera out there. He saw you out there. Yeah, that's right. He's got pictures and blackmail. Yes. Yeah. But so, it's, I mean, what's the difference? I mean. Well, I think the difference is he's only got one set of eyes, and you could have 100 cameras. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's and the difference, only, right? You get, and, well, it depends window. how many friends you have. And it was either standing <laughs> yeah. up or sitting down, too. You know? <coughs> right. I couldn't see out the window. The were you way. surprised? Back to this, were you surprised? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> that was a surprise. Yeah, there's a surprise in that. That's an interesting topic, and I feel like it's one that we'll wrestle with forever. Like, no matter what the technology is, whether it's crossbows or airbows or cell cams or drones, drones yeah. or it's expandable broadheads or compound bows in the first place, right? Right. Yeah, okay. totally. So no matter what tactical advantage or what uh, advancement in technology we have, you can still only kill one deer per tag. Right. The thing that cell cameras do is they help you be more selective in finding those deer, that one deer that you want to kill for that tag. Yeah. So regardless of the way you look at it, whether you shoot a compound bow, you shoot with a bolt axe, right, it doesn't matter. Any advancement in the hunting industry has given us a tactical advantage. It's made us better. Yeah. Yeah, right. that's a good point, and that's yeah. a similar uh, rationale people will give to like baiting bear, right? They'll say like, you still only get one bear tag. At least with bait, you can you can acknowledge like the size of the bear, the age. You can be very selective. You can accomplish management goals that way, which Catch is an release. important is an important part of hunting too. Like, what are we trying to do? So I I definitely see that side for sure. Right. Now you know. Now you can be more selective. Yep. You, can, you can save your resources on a tr- what we would call a trophy or a more mature bear that's ready to Yeah, kill. which I'm fine with the word trophy, by the way, because it is, because you put a lot of time in <laughs> shooting it, and it's not easy to do. So, yeah. No, I totally agree. Isn't it always – it's like a lot of things, right? It's people get upset when people abuse them, right? Yeah, and it sure. seems like what she did there is like, ah, come on, you're like – it's not illegal. You're a role model too. That's and a lot of people are watching, and a lot of young people now. And like, that's not you're you are short short selling what this hunting thing is like in a catastrophic way. Yeah. And that that's kind of what bothers me 
about them. I watch young kids uh, get kind of handicapped by technology. Yeah. You'll notice now, like, young kids, they don't have much uh, patience or attention span, and it's because they click through everything. You know, we didn't have that. We had, like, growing up, we didn't have cable in my house. No, mm-hmm. neither did we. So you had, you know, a handful of channels. Some of them you couldn't even hardly. And there was nothing on anyways. And there was <laughs> nothing on, but, you'd, you know, you might have to sit there through two hours of complete bullshit just to see Michigan out of doors on Thursday. Or Spider-Man in the morning and on Saturdays. <laughs> oh. I'm kidding. He's in like, in Sp- yeah, maybe I like Spider-Man. He's in Spider-Man. <laughs> I was into Michigan out of doors, but whatever. <laughs> uh, but where I'm going with it is uh, I think I have like a real love-hate relationship with the cameras for a couple reasons. And I'll, I'll say one, they, they like what you said about saving resources is – huge i don't have to go there this and that and if you run a lot of cameras it can suck up not a a ton of time and a ton of money and i think that's another reason why they maybe get a bad rap or why people have a bad vibe about them is because it's being broadcasted through uh a lot of what do they call them uh influencers right yeah i guess yeah influencers and hunting media people and i heard a guy say he had six thousand dollars worth of cell cameras uh, I just heard. I know. I just heard this. And it's like yeah. I don't really need to know how great you know. You could buy like a really nice two really old cars for that amount. amount. That will <laughs> you can drive back country and go figure it out by yourself. I, I want. Are you buying cars, man? You can, dude. I got. Hey, I got a guy. Just don't worry <laughs> about it. I was gonna say. Uh, I want to jump into this, and I actually want to go down the line. Trail cam etiquette. This mm. is something that I don't. I want to keep moving here, but uh, and this is one we've talked about too. So. You, you're walking out in the woods, <laughs> right? You're like, this is a good spot. Oh, somebody's got a trail camera hey, over buddy. here. Oh, it's not locked. I'm a good guy. I'm not going to steal it, obviously, right? But there is <laughs> some intel in there, and you do have your SD reading card thing, right? Do you check another man's cell cam or not? And I want – yeah, a lot of no's. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it's best that you don't touch it because – what if just coincidentally the Booby camera crama breaks like a week later and the last pic? I mean, that, cameras break all the time, yeah. right? Like that's what they're notorious for, getting pictures of deer and not working. Yep. And so what if coincidentally you check that card, you put everything back together, and three days later <clears throat> that camera fries itself and you're the last so you're thing liabil- on there? So you're looking at this from a liability Why standpoint. even open yourself up? And people are the- like, I know that face. That is Kevin. That guy. Yeah. I'm suing. Suing right now. I just wouldn't <laughs> touch somebody else's stuff. Okay, you so know? you say no. Oh, no, I just give them the thumbs up. And yeah, dude. Yeah. I always give them the thumbs I just, up. I, don't, I just give them the money, <laughs> the the money shot. The money know? shot. All right, fair enough, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Has anybody ever given the money shot? Oh, yeah. Any, any poses that we want to – On accident. What's that movie? We got an FBI agent here, so. Yeah. What's so, that movie, Waiting? So, so Frank – Yeah, the, the bat wing. The, the bat brain. wing, the brain. Yeah, you know. Yeah. The goat. Some guys know. Yeah. So your reaction is to establish dominance. Yeah. Establish yeah. dominance. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. So is there anyone who would check? Or are you shamed out of saying – it now right? and if you are a coward coward right no one no one would check interesting yeah i would have, not have expected that i, have you checked? I, I, I kind of would expect that from this group of people i have checked as a young man uh and i a curious <laughs> young man very curious uh, i don't know I if put i like back, where this is going i put it back and i you know i don't want have any intent to steal but i did wonder and i wasn't even gonna hunt there i was like <laughs> and don't say because this guy was here with me so he can laugh and act like it's me alone but i'm just honest he was in therapy for like the next month oh, after yeah. 
<laughs> All right, that's an interesting question, and it is kind of a weird gray. I don't anymore. I just walk by, and like you said, part of me just I don't want anything to do with it. Bad just, juju. Just walk by, right? Yeah. Seems seems pretty good. See, that gets weird. That's the same kind of thing where it's like you walk on someone's trail, uh, tree stand. You put one next to it. They're not in it right there. Is it wrong? There's a lot of... Good spot, buddy. Good spot. Can That's I, weird. I like that you brought that up. I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm not going to touch that camera, but I'm going to look at it, and I'm going to get an idea of, you know, is if it it's ex- hanging halfway off the tree. I can tell what the condition of the strap. Is that an active camera? Is somebody actually using it, or did someone not want to come back out here because it's a miserable walk? Right. And that camera's been hanging on that tree not working for five years. So I'll just do a little bit of investigation because I'm trying to learn the area too, right? Why is that camera here? Is somebody hunting it? Because if somebody's actively hunting it, it's like a lot of times you'll, you know, there's the camera. Just stop and look around for a minute, and you're mm-hmm. like, there's the you know, there's his stand or whatever, right. you know, it could be a dedicated gun hunter who's got a rifle stand 50 yards away. So I like to get as much intel as I possibly can in regards to seeing if I, this is tipping me off as somebody actively hunting in here. So that's a good thing yeah. that you brought up. And it's, it's the same with like, you walk out, you see a, a tree stand right there, but no one's there. And it's like your spot, you know, what you do, do you leave, do you stay? Do you sit in it? Do you sit in it? <laughs> I never do. Just purely because I'm a, immediately I'm, declines. I've never done that. <laughs> I've never done it. I, I've never only because no I've way. just assumed whoever put it up did a bad job, and I'm gonna <laughs> be like hanging from a tree, you know. And I don't want, I don't want any of that. Well, I've been going in every one I see. Have you? Yeah, I just kind of want to check it out. See, like, at some point you're to gonna fall, it? man. If I'll say this, uh, I'm usually in that area because I'm just skirting through or whatever. Right. It's not often an area that I'm targeting, but if I see somebody set up, I'll just kind of look at it and uh yeah maybe i was like yeah what the heck i'll sit there for five or ten minutes you know see what they see and then uh you know get up there and be like well it's a beautiful view they're never you know i would never personally hunt (laughs) you're judging him in your mind (laughs) like this guy kind of sucks but yeah or or this actually this is a pretty good spot maybe i'll hang out for 10 more minutes Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but uh (laughs) but you would 10 minutes turns into an hour which turns into a week straight yeah. yeah, it was only awkward when I showed back up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you would climb up, buddies. You would climb up in the hunter stand and view what he views well, and his, his information, but you wouldn't view a trail camera. Recently, this has what been what a weird line, man. <laughs> is that? I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What if you get up there and break one of the straps on his? Well, that's right. he should have bought he's a liable. better. There's no camera. I did him a favor. There's no camera. <laughs> There's no evidence. That's right. Evidence. I guess it comes down to yeah. getting caught. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. I didn't say it. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like it. I, I'm only. It has only been recently because I've run into a lot of ladder stands, and it was when I was kind of like, um, I've been trying to track and still yeah. hunt a little bit in the late seasons these years. So a lot of times that'll lead you into an area, and you'll just come across, and you're like why not hang out for five minutes, you know? It's December, nobody's, you can see clearly no one's been here. Uh, I'll just hang out for a minute and see what the view's like, you know what I mean? But normally, uh, I'm not, um, I don't even want to waste the effort to, like, climb up some of this thing. But if there's a nice little, then then some of the ladder stands I like like finding an old wood, like, where just, like, one piece of wood's still hanging. (laughs) And it's like some old guy knew something that I don't. And maybe I'll just hang out here. Sometimes I'll do that. Or maybe he didn't. Yeah, some, it, the thing. you just assume if it's an old one, for some reason I assume that they're smart. But if it's like somebody put it up this year in my head, I'm like, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. That doesn't make any sense. The one where you found the wood hanging 
and yeah. then you look at the base of the tree and there's a skeleton. There. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's not a good well, thing. With a broken right? femur it's, at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. spot. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you want to just steer clear. <laughs> but, like, Kevin, there's a spot where we hunt. <laughs> I killed a 10-point out there. And Sick brag, it, by it, the way. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying it, it's it's a good spot. But if you got up in every stand, like I counted 13 stands that I could see from where you shot that buck. Yeah, yeah. See, that's nice to know because sometimes I'll see it and I'll be like, all right, I'm going a quarter mile that way because I would just want to give him space and, and, and I don't. Want and it. some of these have to be the same guy because it's in the same tree, like yeah. one fork over or something like that. But they don't ever remove anything. Like, they never take the stands out. Right. Yeah, those are the kind of ones that I'm, like, just checking out. You know, you can tell they've been there. They've got basically their address on yeah. there. Well, they've got a pile of all the scents bleached. that they use. Yeah. But when you're saying, like, do you still hunt in that spot? It's like, I mean, nobody's here now. Really? I, I, I brought my own stuff. Like, I don't need your stand. The really, the only reason I wouldn't probably is and it depends always but like it's more that i'm worried i won't see a deer because maybe some guy was there yesterday or something like that or doesn't know when like you, you'll but be out too pressured you'll be out a lot and you'll see guys that just do ridiculous things in, in public land which is you know you're doing your thing no no do your thing right but it does affect what i do because i'm always assuming that they're right they've already blown the spot they blew it up yeah can i say that uh those are that tells me right away i'm not going to prioritize time here because the first thing i'm trying to do is get away from people yeah and here's a person so i'm going to remove myself from probably this area unless there's some more specific detail going on but typically that's tipping me off that i'm i'm in a place that i don't want to be yeah but i can give you like the exact inverse of that like in that exact same spot we had hunted um the day before and there was deer all over like i'd come to full draw on this really nice buck so i'm like we're going back in here in the morning like i didn't leave my stuff in there I was going to move it. Mm -hmm. And Frank's like, I'm not bringing my climber back in here. So he just left it on the same tree. We go back in there, and it was an hour and a half before daylight. Nobody in the parking lot. It's a mile and an eighth out there. And we were walking out there. He gets flashed by a guy that's already in the tree. He had to get in there by, like, helicopter yeah, or something. Yeah, motivator. But he took know. a bike in or something. There. But he had no idea that he had already left his climber in there and that we'd been in there the night before. Fact, so you it's can't like, avoid that stuff. Yeah. Right? But it's like you can't say, like, well, I'm going to avoid it because it, it, even if you leave your stand out there, you're like, this is my spot. I'm claiming it. And the guy's like, well, you're pretty close. He's like, well, my, my stand's over there too, bud. Like, it's always, it's you always, it, those are, are always weird exchanges in the woods too. It's like you right. kind of feel like we're both holding weapons and kind of having a disagreement and no one's right, around. Right, right. <laughs> this could go bad. Not in Things Ohio, right, John? <clears throat> Nicest guys ever in Ohio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys getting a fight out in Ohio? No, it was actually a guy from Ohio who was up here in Michigan. And Did you kick his ass? Or? Um, <laughs> it was close, but I wanted to chase him down. It kids, yeah. People are weird, man. You never know. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of weirdness with that. All right, let's keep moving here. Uh, <laughs> Because if we don't, we've only answered really two questions. Yeah, <laughs> no, I figured that that was going to happen, but that's okay. All right. Um, uh, let's do out-of-state public land, where mm. and why. Uh, so a couple questions. Follow-up questions would be, I'm assuming deer, whoever wrote that question. Is that right? Deer. So white-tailed deer, out-of-state, public land. And why. And why. All right. Do you guys want to – who wants to answer this first? Well, I I'll just mine will be real real short because I I've never hunted out of state, uh, really? but I've been 
No, just I don't know. There's like a bunch of land right around here. <laughs> it's very true. Gas is expensive, and so is my time. Frankly, I, I work in the trade, so it's just been unrealistic for me to be able to have that kind of time. Really, I got a young family, and uh, I can scratch my itch around here for the most part. So I haven't prioritized it, but I've been looking a little bit, and uh, they, they could say I'm curious about going out of state and yeah, yeah all right <laughs> so i've been looking at a few things and for deer or just anything uh yeah whitetail okay so i'm looking for a state that has uh maybe an over-the-counter tag but it's a little bit more expensive because i've i've heard that that's where you'll find your least out of state uh, yeah. people except for the draw stuff and i really haven't gotten too invested in Maybe that. Uh, I like to hunt bigger woods and timber, so those are the kind of areas that interest me. But I've been just looking at, like, uh, you know, the you can see how many Boone and Crockett, Pope and Young animals come out of those states and, for the most part, the counties and get a feel for, like, what big metropolitan areas are yep. ar around them. And then, honestly, nowadays, you can get right on YouTube and select a national forest that you're looking at and put in bow hunting mm -hmm. and there's going to be a handful of guys that are going to have some videos that are going to pop up and you can see the landscape the quality of the deer it's just like that's kind of what i've been looking at and i've pinpointed a couple places that i know i want to go here in the next couple of years so i got a hot tip with that actually okay. uh we we have the same and i, I didn't want to forget this uh same kind of approach so we'll go we usually we've traveled kind of the great lakes region of states um we'll do out west for for other things, but not so much whitetail. But what we found is like, you look for certain things, like you said, you can find um, trophy records, you can find harvest reports and all that. But one like kind of sneaky thing that I figured out was you can find smaller chunks of land mm. in another state. And what I would do is look for houses and land for sale around it. And a lot of times <laughs> people in that area will post pictures of like the deer on their land to get people to buy it. And li we literally did that once. That's where you shot your buck in Wisconsin. I don't know how that plays into the whole trail, trail camera, camera debate, <laughs> uh, but it was like, I mean, we, it was the one it's of on the, the first internet. times, fair game. it was the first time we'd ever got out together into a new state. Yeah. Um, and it was like, I wonder where we're going to go. I have no idea. Right. So he goes, Hey, check out this house. Check out the trail cam. I'm pictures. getting creative, man. And I want to up my odds. You know, we yeah. we're, we're we got families, we work, yeah. you know, you get a, you get a precious amount of time. And it's like, at least while I'm out there, I want to be in an area that doesn't just suck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Checking inventory, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Checking inventory, which is no surprise there. But, uh, yeah. So I, I would say we, for us, we like to around our region. We had a lot of fun in Wisconsin. It's a lot was like a lot Michigan, of fun. but there's some cool, really nice deer in Wisconsin. You guys travel to Ohio quite a bit, right? Yeah. 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 And like last year, I bought. Um, so the last, I think we've hunted Missouri, Ohio. Then I hunted Wisconsin too. Yeah, I hunted um, Nebraska. Yeah. Um, but like for Ohio, like last year when I looked at it, I looked at the length of the season. And so they got a, it changed last year. And I think they started like a week before ours. Um, but that's what I was looking and then proximity so that I could make it down there. So we went down there. I went down there and scouted, um, then went down there like pre rut. Then I went back Thanksgiving. And it was because I already had the tag and it wasn't that far of a draw. Um, I think if I were to do it again or like the next time, it's like I need to find like because we were going to like southern Ohio looking for like, you know, looking at that, you know, 
Trophy Bucks of Ohio or whatever. There's <clears throat> Facebook pages and stuff like that. So you can see what deer are coming out of these counties, kind of like what Kevin was saying. But I think I want to focus on, like, some of the stuff that's a little bit closer, maybe like a three-, four-hour drive instead of, like, a six-, seven-hour drive. So it makes it just a little bit more manageable um, for that second or third trip down there. Right. Um, just to, like – takes a little pressure <clears throat> off. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You can go again. You're not, like – Stress the whole time right. about. It's not like driving out to Montana and be like, oh, oh gotta yeah. kill. Yeah, although deer hunting in Montana is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one, th- actually, we had a good time in Kentucky this year. That was good. That was, we had found some, there's some beautiful land down there too. We just like being able to go out on public land and going, like, like James was saying earlier, just going out to a place we had never been before yep. and just trying to figure it out. Like a puzzle for a week yeah. puzzle. Like how, how good are our skills actually? Yeah. If we can't use a lot of the things that we have at home. We've got almost the bare bones minimum of where we are. Can we make it It's happen? so fun even if you don't shoot a deer. Like, yeah. honestly, we've gone tons of times not shot stuff, and it was just like, it was an awesome It's time. like, man, when we, come, when we come back here again, we're going to be right on top of it. Like, we never do, though. We always go to new <laughs> places. Because it's like there's something else that could be even better. Yeah. Chalking in the file cabinet will be good. It's like, it's like when you shoot them in the face, right? <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Screw uh, blood tracking. Tell, huh? tell them about this story. you got to tell well, them about that. So, <laughs> oh, boy. The, so I shot this giant buck in Ohio another, in the another face. Another sick brag, man. Day, man. Yeah. It's Break, all the camps that way. Zanesville. Oh, we're farther. Yeah. We're we're farther south. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, farther south. Down towards uh, actually towards the border, okay. Kentucky border. Well, you know, we were we were down there the year before, and John killed a buck like second day or something like that, yeah. and uh, so he was just out doe hunting and seeing this giant buck. Well, he saw him on this day, you know. Right. So the next year we're like we're gonna be in that same tree, that same day because if he's still alive. Well, we like I got out of work, drove down through the night. We had like two hours of sleep. Yeah, we got to the hotel because we didn't have our cabin at the time. Drank a beer, talked to the other guys, and we still had to get our license yet. So yep. we got like a two-hour nap, and we had to go to Walmart. <laughs> and it was like a 45-minute drive to our spot. And so we're, the plan was to sit till like 10, 11 o'clock, and then go from there. And back then, I wasn't getting around very well. So I was like maybe 300 yards from the truck, and then Adam was back in. And all of a sudden... I hear someone whistling, and it's like 8 o'clock. Like, <laughs> and I hear it again, and it's on this side, and I see, I look up the hill, and Adam's up there, and he's like, Big you know? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, so then you go ahead and finish. Well, so we get in there, and it's, we're late. You know, it's the gray light, and I'm getting set up, and I look up, and I'm in this, like, creek bottom, and right, like, eye level with me, there's a doe, and then I just see, you know, brush moving. And the year before, sitting in the same tree, I saw, like, five different bucks jump across this creek, and I, like, got tight stringed on a really nice buck. So, I mean, I'm looking for antlers. Like, I know, like, kind of the caliber of deer that are there. And this deer turns, and he has, like, as wide as my shoulders. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> and uh, I had already missed the deer earlier in the year. Like, I had a, a shot, uh, opportunity to take, like, a frontal shot, and I didn't. And I waited for him and tried to uh, squirrel an arrow through, and arrow exploded, all this stuff. So I was like, well, 
I learned my lesson there. So here comes this deer. I put out like some set can or whatever. The deer came right down and I got to full draw. And he did that thing like where, where they stop and they tense up like they're getting ready just to go back. Yeah. And he put his head up like this and I shot him. I put it right on his throat and uh, I think I peaked a little bit. I shot him right like basically through the collarbone. But there's like a foot of arrow sticking out. So my fletching is here. And he ran off. And I, all I see is every time he turns, like right next to his beam is my fletching. I'm like, I shot him in the face. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it's the biggest deer I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I shot him in the fucking face. <laughs> yeah. Right? So I go, you know, then we couldn't find him and all the stuff. And chaos ensued. But Did you get him? Yeah. Yeah. So that, those shots well, are deadly, man. If you well, tell him about the next day. Though. Well, that's all John. So he had went. I mean, we we tracked that deer till like two o'clock in the afternoon. And finally, I'm like, if you know, he was actually going uphill. He had like checked a scrape and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, we need to uh, go back, or you're gonna be carrying me out. Yeah. You know, so, and uh, <laughs> so we go out, we get some lunch, go to go back to the hotel. Like, we're just, just went to sleep. Yeah, we're just gonna go to go to bed, get up early, and then we're gonna just hunt that morning, the next morning, go in the same. We left our stuff in the trees, and he was gonna get down and look for a little bit. I was gonna, I was gonna do my hunt and go back, and I was gonna switch trees for the evening hunt after we looked for. So, I get down and I get, I'm sitting in my tree, and all of a sudden, like, the wind is coming up, it's perfect for me, and I'm looking out over this drainage, and all of a sudden I just hear like this growl like I'm like it startled me like I'm not yeah you know expecting that one deer took off I'm like what the hell was that and then like an hour later I see a deer coming down the other side got down into the thick stuff and it starts blowing I'm like it's oh. not me then all of a sudden an hour later another deer blows out finally I'm like I was gonna go down across the creek couldn't do it it was too deep there I just had my knee boots on so I go back in front of my tree and I'm gonna, and it's real thick shit tangles. So mm. I finally get through there and I bust out and I look and there's a deer laying there, but I can't, all it is is it's ass sticking out of the water. Yeah. And it was the coyotes that got it. Oh. Mm. And I'm like, there's no way that's Adam's deer. Cause we were like a mile the other way and the deer was going the opposite way when we stopped. Seriously. So I get down across the creek and I, and there was just a little bit of tine sticking out of the water and it's really f- dark tanning water. Reach in and grab, and it was like, Ooh. I'm like, wow. that's Adam's butt. <laughs> and there's there's the hole in his neck. And I'm like, <laughs> what well, are the odds that you stumble upon a deer that so far away? That <laughs> thing, and I couldn't see <laughs> oh, it yeah. from my tree, right? Insane. But so then I stood at back on the on the bank, and I looked up, and I ranged my tree, and I was 40 yards from where the from where the deer died. Wow. From my tree. Wow. <laughs> and, and so it was 150 inch ten point. Really? Yeah. What yeah. state was this again? It was Ohio. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so write that down, buddy. Yeah, write that down. Yeah. You got <laughs> yeah. a little coordinates? Check, check his Instagram. You have it all right <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. That that caused a big argument with some other people. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so I went and got him. I'm like, I told him, I'm like, get down. And he's like, did you shoot one? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, That's what I would have done. So I'm like, what in the world? Like, so my gets, yeah. <laughs> so he gets down from the tree and he's like, grabs his bow. I'm like, no, get all your shit. <laughs> he's like, all right. So he comes back and he's like, well, what'd you shoot? I'm like, I'll just tell you when we get down there. You know, I didn't want to make up a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. So we get down there. Can't and keep the ruse going that I'm long. Like, yeah. And I'm like, well, 
I said, we got, I got good news and bad news. I said, good news is it's your buck. And the bad news, which really isn't that bad, it's it, the coyotes got it. Yeah. Like, it just ate its ass. Yeah. And yeah, usually yeah, it was basically all underwater except for like yeah, just, the, just, just the hind quarter, like one hind quarter. Pr- do you think that protected it from the coyotes? Or did they just not oh, have enough time? I, I'm, they probably didn't have enough time because that deer, like, like that's said, a far run, man. Oh. Yeah, but, so but, it must have went back up. So, but that's exactly the same tree that you saw that deer. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the year so, before, like right I, there. Interesting. I, the year before, I was sitting at, like I said, I tagged out and another buddy tagged out. So we, we had found this spot and we scouted out and we we're just in there, you know, trying to see what it was like, shoot some does, and I hear, I hear deer coming, and it was a doe, and she's getting dogged, and I'm like, I get my camera out, of course, like my phone this looks like this yeah <laughs> right okay you know and i'm gonna video it i'm like this there's a buck chasing her but the the camera timed out and when i turned it back on it it went back to photo instead yeah. of video so i'm thinking oh finally he comes in i'm like oh man he come down and he lost her track he turned around and stopped it was 17 yards broadside i'm like <laughs> this is the biggest buck i've seen in the woods and i can't even shoot it. <laughs> you know, and so then he takes off. Well, then we, there was, we had two days left. Frank come in and ended up some other guys come in there, messed it up. That's, but that's why we went back. But when I seen that deer, I'm like, that's a, the exact same deer. It was really, it wasn't very big body deer, no. but beautiful, yeah. you know, <coughs> you know beautiful, 10 yeah. point. Yeah. That's awesome. The mm-hmm. things that bucks will do uh, after their shot, to especially survive. during like the rut, man. I shot one this year that was a ready shot hit him high or hit him high and i tracked him for i brought dogs in and everything tracked him for a couple miles and he was doing the same thing like he right after right when he came by me um which he kind of startled me he was cruising for does on three legs right he had been shot and just going i'm like holy cow i'm on the ground in a place i'd never been before on the on the ground and he came and like by the time i saw him he's right there at like 20 yards we're face to face so you know i finally get a shot when he's kind of over didn't have time to range hit him high right uh and he bled like he bled like you yeah, showed never me seen. pictures of yeah, blood he was, everywhere he was right? bleeding good no snow on the ground i didn't like i still was just walking to follow him but along the way he did the same thing he would stop check scrapes you saw him do all the stuff and that was like but we didn't find mine so no, i don't know if he's where he's at or what that will haunt me because that was it's kind of same kind of deal big big buck Speaking of bucks and using that to transition to the next topic because we got to keep moving. I appreciate your professional, <laughs> your level of professionalness right. in doing so. Jared's pointing out stuff. So this is a good one because we mentioned Wisconsin, we mentioned bucks, and you mentioned one tag. You put those together. Wisconsin had for a while the one buck or earn a buck tag. Um, there's also been talk about a one buck state in Michigan. Um, we are also always talking about APR zones. I mean, they had them. They just took them away. In some of the counties that we hunt, which is kind of a bummer because uh, it, it was, you know, having good results. In my it opinion. was having good results. Uh, so the question is, like, should Michigan, we'll, we'll start here, should Michigan become a one-buck one state in your opinion? Let's, let's do this. Let, uh, I'd like to just see maybe a show of hands. Mm, if, yeah, uh, I like that. I mean, I don't know. Would, 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 would you want it to be a one-buck tag? Like yeah, if they – Wow, geez, That's okay. an overwhelming majority. Yeah, it's overwhelming. They overwhelmed me because I'm, I'm, I'm still okay when I get two, but <laughs> two I, would, I, would, one. I would come with you guys. I, I would. If they said I think it would help uh, people be more selective, I would abide by those rules. But for the, I, I like having two, too. When so. you see a better balance, 
and you're in areas where it's a better deer balance ratio. Yeah. The hunting, it's just very different and it is a, a lot of fun. And that's mm-hmm. some of the reasons why we'll go to a different state. You guys mentioned yeah. Ohio, we're just in Kentucky or, or wherever. And it's like, man, they don't always do this where I'm from. And there's probably a reason for that. I'll add what you asked about going out of state and why I haven't. I've uh, well, quite a bit of opportunity here, right? Because yeah. even if I do shoot a buck, I'm still in the game. Like, exactly. You can shoot a nice buck. I mean, I shot a buck October 5th. Yeah. I mean, geez, I want to hunt in November and December. And if I didn't you have like that, that late se- season, if I didn't have that second tag, I guess I would, that would probably finally push me, be the push that I would need to probably go visit other states, right? Mm. Yeah, you can well, shoot. well, that's <laughs> happening regardless. That's, that's, that's coming up. Saying. That's coming take, up. Take a doe. That yeah. one is. You know? Do you uh, do you think the ten doe harvest is too much? And there's someone that says, "Have you found a good recipe for antlers?" So there's some uh, <laughs> people that are support the doe harvest, which is is it does it get more fun than going to shoot a doe? Other than monster buck. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. What about APR? Like the one buck tag? That was pretty clear. I mean, what about APR zones? The APR stuff from I don't know. Is anybody in APR, APR areas? You oh, guys are. And, and you wouldn't, I, for the understanding yeah. that I've gotten is that people wouldn't want to go back. Is that correct? Like, you guys have seen real positive influence. Are you in the four or, or three in a side? Three in the side. side. We were in the three counties. I live in one. Kent, Ionia. And no, uh, was it, it was Kent, Ionia. I don't know. It was Ionia, Montcalm, oh, yeah. That's it, was it was just to the east in that line. We had a four in a side. And it was astronomically in a couple years it was we had a we had a couple biologists and stuff on our podcast to talk about and it's like yeah it makes a difference like it does Mm -hmm. so if we went to one buck tag though would we not need aprs is that the thought i think yeah it's like your the incentive is yeah it's pretty low that's a good point but what? you know who you're getting those statistics from is the state, and I don't know if they're always honest. Yeah, or sure. well, and there's also, but yeah, but you could say the same thing about reporting kills, right? Like oh. easy, the, the guys that easy. are gonna <clears throat> yeah. get into a hole here. Yeah, well, yeah. But I think you're probably correct. I, I'm, I don't know what the percentage of people that fill a second buck tag is. It's probably lower than what it used to be. I would think. Well, let's use this panel as an example. Then did you? How many people filled two buck tags this year? It's wow. quite a few. Never mind. You guys, man. Nice. Must be nice. My idea. Must <laughs> be nice. Quite a few. See the state? High I fence, mean, high bet. Yeah, man. <laughs> 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 Anytime you post anything with a big deer or whatever, high somebody fence. be like, high fence, probably. You probably edited that. And so, yeah, that's my assumption about the world now. So the only real problem that I have with, like, the APRs versus, like, a one buck tag is, like, your first deer and you know we're trying to do like get kids involved and all that stuff and so if you're in an apr zone or we go to all aprs now you're saying you can't shoot that deer right and then your last deer so Mm -hmm. maybe you got cancer you're out there with your dad or your grandpa it's the last time you're gonna hunt with them and then this four point walks out and you're losing that experience and it's like i understand managing for a resource i understand like the dollars i understand all that stuff but at the same time like at the end of the day with all the hunter infighting and cell cameras and air bows and all kinds of bullshit like that the deer camp right that experience bringing guys together and and sharing that experience and are we removing some of that 
Yeah. Are we valuing antlers over the experience at that point? You're yeah. kind of just filtering what is a trophy to some people or not. Right. They're all trophies. And yeah. so they are. And, and, they are. and you should celebrate it yeah, in, exactly. in a respectful way. But I, when I do get sick of seeing people like being shamed or whatever you want to say, like for saying the word trophy or avoiding it. It's like I hang it on my wall. I tell everybody the story that comes in my house because it made a, meant a big deal, right? Like it's a huge deal that you did that. So I'm, yeah, agreed. All right, let's keep moving here. Um, oh, you, you got one? Well, yeah. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. That kind of plays in the factor too. Like, I'll shoot does all day long, but for the people who want two buck tags, maybe they don't shoot any does. Exactly. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always yeah. thought it would incentivize people to maybe shoot a f- few uh, more antlerless deer. How about the earn a buck? Remember that? That was the Wisconsin way. You yeah, shoot a right. doe before, and that's a. I don't. I mean that. I mean that will probably have a good impact on the deer herd, but at the same time, it's like. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I probably don't need to tell anybody here, but shooting does is incredibly fun. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's probably like way to sharpen you as a no better way to sharpen you up as a deer hunter. How, about, be a, sh- how shoot- about a venison eater, though? Yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. That's what I'm saying. I love it, man. Yeah, I shoot. I shoot the first doe I see during bow season. Yeah, do you? It's guaranteed. To fill the freezer up, and then I can wait out for a buck. Yeah. There he, there, is. He is. there he is. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Found him. Interesting. Right. It, it, it evened it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's we like do the long term a... effect of it, is what you're saying. Yeah. And it creates a culture at some point. That's kind of your point. We can't get past not shooting does if you force it. But who's for state forcing you to do things? Like, that's not very, like. Well, what was interesting to me is a lot of the same hands went up that wanted one buck tag but also filled two buck tags. I think there's a. <laughs> I know. Hey, you know what? That, there's maybe that a few sh- of those. That yeah. shows that they're not biased, though. If they're yeah, willing right. to cut the buck tags, that's an honest. Well, I, I think there really truly is an opportunity to just kind of lead by example a little bit. And maybe it's not every year. I mean, your situation this year, right? You shot a couple incredible deer. Am I right? More. It's more a lot of times where a guy sh- maybe shoots a basket eight and then a spike. Where people maybe get a little more like, yeah, yeah. honestly, you know, you know, you have to shoot your second one bigger than the first. (laughs) Well, and that's one of the things that I've (laughs) that I've said on on our podcast is like, if you want to keep the the two bucks right right now, you're given both of those tags. So if you shoot four on a side right now and then last day of the season, you shoot a three point like you can do that. Yeah. Just depending on which tag. So if you were to, with this new registration or whatever, register your deer, put it in, into there, and then you get that four on a side tag. Yeah. And now you're actually limited to the way that it's supposed to work. I see. Instead yeah. of like a like that, a right. limited release, right. like a del- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and you you pay the same money up front for your combo tag. Yes. So the revenue doesn't change. So I don't know. Um, I don't hate it. I actually think that's the most reasonable one. He disagrees. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> All right, time out. We're gonna we're gonna do so. We're ru- we're running up on time. How much time we have left? We have uh, all day. Yeah. We have all day. Good. All right, because we got some good questions. I don't want to skip past them. Look at um, that snowfall. I mean, what, we got we're we're kind of lucking out. Yeah. I wanted to point something out too. You can see there's a lot of uh, contrasting opinions already. One guy's at something. Nobody. If this was a uh, this many hunters on like a Facebook chat, everybody be would be cussing like, you guys yeah. out. That's because you can hide. You know, but I'm just saying, look how genuinely nice people are. It's just that that technology that like brings worst out people. It's not that people are getting terrible. This is like a prime example of how level headed everybody still is. But that you got to that's one thing I wanted to. Well, and we'll get into it a little bit here today is because that technology is not going away. It's infiltrated our life. We got to know how to use it to the best of our abilities. Right. So like there's pretty a lot of, uh, I think, education that will come out of the day. If nothing else, you'll see people are still extremely reasonable yeah. when we all get together. Totally. And maybe just put social media away for a while. Like, we're a social media That helps, folk, too. <laughs> but, like, maybe set it down. That'll help make your life better. Um, except us. Make sure you always like and follow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, subscribe. No, yeah, notifications like, on. Smash that like button, <laughs> yeah. as they say. Hit the notifications. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's right. Please. If you got a minute. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So this is more a tactical strategy couple i've saved a couple and i'm looking to hear from you guys about this topo features that you look for in a new area so uh and then somebody else mentioned kind of we'll, we'll combine them he says in an area i hunt cypress swamps near red brush grass saplings hold a lot of deer i was wondering if that's the same for you so maybe talk a little bit about like the topography that you look for maybe like the the cover that you're looking for as well when you're just approaching a new spot like we had talked about for that surprise type hunt you guys want to start in on that? Let's let's hear from I the elder. I think we start elder. with Frank. Yeah, uh, depends on you know, like say where you're where you're at. And Can, just what to, region. to summarize, uh, are you hunting with a saddle tree stand on the ground? I usually hunt with a climber. Okay. You know. Okay. Or on the ground. You okay. Know? But uh, yeah, I'm I'm not real good in the saddle, and you know, I mean, I've tried it. You know. Yeah. A little, you mean older, that diaper little, thing? Yeah, you know that thing I've had on. You know. Yeah. I Anyways, that. I I tend to you know look for the more or less the food sources first you yeah. know like when i go into an area if they got acorns or something like that you know i just find where they're feeding you know where they are you know i mean you deer shit you know and and uh go in there and then check the ridges and stuff and i've done that for years you know that's the way i've hunted when you say check the ridges what do you mean I like to I like to get up on the ridge and check it out, you know. And usually your runs are coming through there, you know, or whatever, you know. You'll have one on the tops, you know. Yeah. yeah. And 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 that's where I like to hunt, you know. I feel like the bucks will be like not all the way to the top, but a little. And that was the time where I had that one sneak up on me. I thought he'd be lower. Yeah. I like was like halfway, and he was like three quarters where I was, and that was <laughs> oh, yeah. learned that the hard way. You get one of those eye level situations. Yeah. Where like, <laughs> and we like lock, locked eyes. Like he looked into my soul. And, yeah. <laughs> Haven't been the same since. All right, I like that. That's helpful. What else? John? Well, I mean, like when we go to Ohio, we look for the spots. The, the Similar, we looked for the the drainages, the pinch points. Yeah. You know. Your, draws. Your, the draws. You're looking at the topo map, so you're looking at the tight lines, you know, and just trying to put it all together. I mean, it's and, – and when you get down there, it's, it can be a – yeah. Know, might be a complete shit show, but uh, you know, it almost always you show <laughs> up to a spot that you only scouted online, and when you finally get there, it's like nothing. Like, Never like what I pictured know. in my head. Like there's a spot that I hunt here in Michigan, and you know, looking at 
back then I think I had Onyx, and Onyx was great because you could look at the swamp, and actually some of it was like, I mean, really detailed. Like you could see a little high high spot. Yeah. And so I remember like this this one one spot. Yeah. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Um, I put a pinpoint right there, and like buck sign. So I went out. And I got to that little high-rise spot, the dry spot, and it was just tore up with nice really? buck rubs. And I seen one of the biggest bucks. I didn't get a shot at him. He come in and got my wind, but you know, just that one sit, and it was all just by looking at that, looking at the topo map. Yeah. That's you know. our first layer when we go to a new yeah. spot. Before even looking at coverage, you look at we'll mark spots on that. You throw a new layer on. You see what the, you know, like you said, there's, you, you're looking at red brush, grass, saplings, whatever. By us, it'll be like thorns or something right. sometimes, real thick stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you throw that, that layer on top. Yeah. I think now with the, like, 3D mapping, yeah. like, you can look at it, at least for me, like, I can look at it and be like, okay, well, that looks good. And then I'm looking for the edges and water and, like, you know, we're, we're kind of like where people don't want to go. Yeah. But then when you... Th when you bring it up and can like look at it 3d especially down in ohio with the hills you're like holy shit like huge okay that's that's not what i expected and oh this is where i need to be and i think being able to do that now especially like on the computer like before you even ever get down there you can write off a whole bunch of stuff that you know would kind of look good just looking at it with a topo but the like the hills and all that like i, I thought john was going to bring up benches but oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a, yeah. that's one of the things that they always are. Yep. are or bench. you're saying that you guys are bench people? Yeah. John, Ernie. Yeah. <coughs> what about the green briars? <laughs> oh, the green briars. <laughs> Does about, it show those on Spider-Man? <laughs> stuck in the green briars. That brier. is the worst. <laughs> if you haven't found yourself in the pitch black stuck in briar patch, you haven't hunted in Michigan long enough. Him and I got down to Ohio. We were the last ones to camp. And we got down there that afternoon to, so we could hunt in the evening, right? He goes, well, where are we going? I said, well, let's go to this, you know, down here. We'll go down the side, little two-track down there. So we had our bikes, too, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. bicycles. Imagine me on a bicycle, huh? <laughs> the fact that you call it a bicycle stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. telling. Well, anyways, we get down there, and, and so we, we walk into the corner of this little field, you know, and Adam goes, well, what do you think, you know? And, I, and there was a scrape there and some rubs, you know, and I says, and it was pretty open, wasn't it? And I said, why don't you just go down this corner right here and hunt here, and I'll go back here <laughs> and hunt, okay? Good spot, yeah. Oh, yeah, so I go back there, right? Well, got dark, right? I got my shit together, you know, got my stand on my back, going out, and all of a sudden, man, I've got, I'm like, I couldn't fall down. <laughs> I had so many. They, they uh, were an inch around, you know, and I'm, I'm in and I'm on hung. And he was coming down the two-track with his light, and all of a sudden he shuts it off, and I'm going, hey, <laughs> hey. I'm stuck. Get over here and help me, you know. And I turned the light back on, you know. I mean, I mean, I could not move, you know. Oh, yeah. And he had to cut me, literally cut me out of there, you know. <laughs> and, I'm, and we get out to the two-track, and I'm all pissed off, you know, and bleeding. And he says, what did you see? I said, I didn't see shit, you know, except green briars, you know. Oh, I saw one of the biggest bucks I've ever seen down there. He said, you come right down through that bottom, like you said, you know. <laughs> he gave the good. Oh, it's like one will have you by the inner thigh, one will have you by the oh. eyelid, and you're just kind of like, but they do like it down there sometimes. Oh, buddy. Well, we hunted uh, North Manitou Island. There is some thick in there. That one, thick woods. The morning I shot that, that buck, I spent the first half of the morning just stuck. 
Like, just kind of just, you know, the crawl, and then, like, so you're not shredding all your clothes and you're way in, pulling it out. Poison, but. Ivy. Poison ivy, yeah. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of that. There also ticks, like, oh, yeah. all over the place. <laughs> yeah. What was the specifics of the question again? Remind me the specific question. I have to find it. Oh, topo. Topography feature. Yeah. What are you looking for? In and, that like, maybe some, this is, like, something around, like, cover stuff, too. Like, topography. Yeah. Everybody went to hills when you said topography. You notice yeah, that? And I was thinking point. the exact opposite. You're going swamps. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a big uh, wet area to see just a bump elevation yep. enough to have dry because the, that's where a deer could lay down. Or Those little, little islands in a swamp. Yep, yeah, and if you get into a good interior and they're unmolested by people, the deer will take the path of least resistance because there's not a lot of options out there, really. Frankly, it's like you can see pretty good and you can see a lot of that stuff in big swamps. I think it's not as, they seem to be getting more popular now. I think it's because everybody has mapping software on their phone and you can see those features. Whereas it used to be, <laughs> you just like walk into the swamp and maybe eventually you'd stumble onto something great. And that still happens too. I, I find oftentimes that I'll miss features on a map. I'll go in. Yeah. And it's so subtle that you can't hardly see it. You could see it on a map after the fact, but you can't see it until you go in there. And those little, and now that actually I've done that a lot, I can see those little subtle features on the map. And I, I've found that, you know, for how that I hunt. And I, I like to go out. And I'm, when you, I just noticed and everybody started talking about hills. Yeah, it's interesting. I was thinking that kind of the opposite. So it works in both ways, right? I got a question for you about that. And it's my own ad. And this is something I've always been looking for the best answer for. So you find a spot in a swamp, and everybody's probably done this. You, you <laughs> go out there, and it's like the water's this deep, and either you're soaking wet or you bring, like, those really heavy waders, something that you can shred and not worry about. Like, do you have a favorite way to get into those swamp spots without, like, being soaking wet and taking four hours? Or have you, just, have you found, like, a secret way to get in? Uh, to be honest with you, I've never found anything. What's that? It's well, tell your secret if you have one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that I've never found a spot that required that level of effort that I was so impressed with that I would go through that level of effort. I feel like I can typically, I used to do that. I used to like just grind myself into the dirt. Like no one's ever been here before. This spot's so remote. Yeah. And oftentimes it's you find so <laughs> remote that the deer are like, yeah, we don't go back there either. Cause yeah. it sucks. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's usually how it goes. <laughs> we were talking about the advance in cell cameras and it's taught me a lot about how much, how I, how much time I've wasted really, frankly, like going and pounding out to these really hard. And if it's like that, the deer tend to not maybe favor that unless they absolutely get so a lot of times I'm just looking for something that's, uh, you know, maybe knee deep that I can access with knee, knee boots. Yeah. M more often than not, if it requires more than knee boots, I might look to hunt somewhere else, to be honest with you. <laughs> I ask because I've got a spot that I need, you know, chest height. I tried even the waist, and that was – No. <laughs> it was literally I get out there, I'm like, oh, but it's a good, really good spot. Yeah. Real I'm, cold. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming waders are probably the ticket, and honestly, like with the pack that I use – it would be nothing to strap a set exactly of waders. That's what I did. Right, yeah, you right. throw it in the meat shelf, yep. press it down. Yeah. So I would think that that would be the would be the ticket. But for me, more often than not, I'm just talking about when I say swamp. It's usually something that's maybe up to your knees. You know, obviously you got to have a selective route. Yeah. Yep. And once you get that figured out, a lot of times when when I was saying about the patterns of the deer, you're gonna have to maybe sometimes use their 
route, but be smart enough about how and what direction you come from yeah. to think about what those deer are going to be doing in the morning and the evening so that by the time they hit the spot on the trail that you were, yeah. they're dead. Yep. If you decide that they are, you know? Yeah, totally agree. So. You could just be like in fault and just go like barefoot or just fill, I know. Your, fill your boots. I've done that. Pants, like. As a kid, that's what I did. And yeah. I just, I got to it a Lost certain too many age boots. and I was like, I'm not. I don't know that. how Dan does it. Honestly, I, I don't know how you sit out there soaking wet. That doesn't sound fun so to me at all. A few years ago, I, I actually, I still have the video on my phone. I was like cursing Dan, like, because we had did this. <laughs> this bad information. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to the spot. It was only, it was six tenths of a mile from the truck but it took me two hours to get out there yeah and by the time i got done and it was pouring down rain i forgot my camera arm or i forgot my camera bracket i had to arm all the stuff <laughs> and this was when i was carrying like the eight pound muddy oh yeah 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 so i <laughs> couldn't even film and there was a really big buck in the area finally i get down so i had a couple nice does come through i was one big doe i'm like if i shoot this doe and I call someone to come help me. No one. Will they're no longer. They're, they will not be my friend. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like, screw you. Yeah. So I finally get down. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to cut across this. Been there. Yeah. And at the time, I, was, I had uh, Never ends well. the <laughs> XOP stand and sticks, and they're like, you know, 50 pounds. I had, well, my pack was like 60. Yep. <clears throat> I almost just left the stand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Almost scuttle it. It's a scuttle one, situation. So I start going through, and then I'm, I'm trying to walk on the, the little pods of grass. Yep, the Next clumps. You know, yep, I'm down in it. I'm waist deep. My boots are stuck. I just leaned against one, of them, and I'm like, I'm just going to die here. Yeah, <laughs> just, I, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to leave the stand. No one's ever going to find it. If they do, they can have it. Yeah. Like, uh, I haven't. I I used it one time since then. So that's after that, I was like, saddle. Hey, it's give like me a diaper, Adam. If they find it, they earned. It's like reminds yeah. me of Jeremiah Johnson when he finds the del the guy that died with the rifle, and he's like, here lies the gun that sh shot the bear that killed me or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, was, you earned it at that point, yeah. right, Pilgrim? To, uh, to summarize <laughs> that, to, to summarize that whole thing, I would say the the best advice that I could think to give myself after doing it the hard way is. Go in there once before you hunt it, at least once if it's in the spring or earlier in the season. Now and, is a and good time, actually. Have a plan for how you're going to access that because don't try to do it the first time in the dark. It's, you I know, do, that's how I always do it. We always end up. I literally do that. Or do it. It's too much. I don't know? know why. I think I must like it deep down for some reason. You know, glutton for punishment type mm -hmm. deal. You mm -hmm. know. Well, you don't get stronger by lifting light that's weights, right? right? No, I, think, <laughs> I was thinking of Swamp. I have, a, I have a daughter. She's 10. So we should, I take her hunting a lot. Found a good spot. Had never done, been to. Same type of deal. Get her up early. It's whatever. We got, we got knee boots on because I know it's kind of swampier. We get out there, and we're way in at this point, and we just have a little farther to go. But, like, as you guys probably know, a lot of times the edges of the swamps can be, like, the nastiest, deepest parts. So I get to the edge, and I'm, at some point I'm like, oh, no, you know, I'm wet. i got to keep her dry. So I'm carrying my bow. I'm carrying her on my shoulder. I fall. You know, we literally face down in the muck. <laughs> so, like, I've done it all. Like, you know, that's how <laughs> it goes when you try to find a new great spot and you haven't right. been there. So. How's um, your list looking? We're actually we got. I'm gonna end with one more. We have a couple. We're not in any. I mean, we're not in any rush whatsoever. I was just curious at what. We're we're almost done. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's one that how has hunting changed in the last 30 years? Uh, I, I've only been hunting 20 years, so you're gonna have to take that one. That'd be this side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's as far as I'm concerned, it's changed a hundred percent, thousand percent. You know, it's good, bad, neutral. Um, yeah, I. 
you know, technology. You know, you gotta you gotta see how technology rolls with this stuff. You know, and and I'm I'm old school. You know, technology and when it comes to the weapons or just everything. The you know, the like you're talking the cameras. The you know the, the mapping the, software. The mapping yeah. and everything. Mapping's you know? huge. Everything yeah, changes that way. You know, what I mean, and uh, I I used to listen to stories that my mom told me. You know, and she passed away when she was 90, and when she was a kid. You know. And you think, oh yeah, wow, that's that's crazy stuff, you know. But I'm 70, right? You know, and <laughs> dude, when I was a kid, uh, from then until now, it's changed. It just blows by you, you yeah. know. You have no idea, you know. I mean, uh, how it's going to be the next the next year or whatever. Yeah. We, we wore red. Oh, plaid <laughs> wool, you know, all wool, you know. I still have my dad's red. I still wear yeah. wool out. Yeah, yeah. I, I miss seeing the tags the pinned across. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. That's really yeah. like that. A that hung around Wisconsin for a while. Still, oh yeah. Speaking yeah. of Wisconsin. Yeah, it kind of was a bummer. I when I saw that, I was like, man, you know, bring it back. Do, bring it back. do you guys have a question on there about the uh, the new law of uh, mandatory check-in in Michigan? I don't. But do you want to? I just was curious it? what you, what your thoughts were on it. Can I – before that, I mean, the, that's yeah, great. Interesting. No, let, we'll spend some time on that. Okay. That would be absolutely great because uh, I think well, a lot of stuff that we're talking about, deer management, probably we're this state we're going to see some changes here in the next couple of years because they're actually getting some information that they weren't, that they weren't getting yeah. before, right? Right. Uh, I was just – before we moved off of that real quick about how has hunting changed. Yeah. You know, I, I think uh, they're definitely younger generations is being influenced a little bit by, like, how they need to look on social media as a hunter. Jared. Jared's that guy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. So I think we got to just constantly reiterate that that is, doesn't matter because it's all phony and fake. And for the most part, like. You can get a good filter, though, and you look good with a nice filter on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a yeah. buck filter. No, no a buck filter, filter. You need a more yeah. antler mass. No amount of likes or popularity that you're ever going to gain on social media is going to fulfill you, like, going out in the woods and just doing your thing, you know, and focusing on yourself and yeah. uh, growing as a learning thing. That's what my hate for cell cams is I feel like they might rob some people of the See, we had we all hunted before we had cameras, so we know how to, right? And I feel like a lot of times now younger people will get handicapped by technology, and that'll be their crutch and their elbow, you know, so I want my son to kind of learn the, the hard way. And we're just human nature path of least resistance, right? It's like, yeah. oh, here's an easier way, here's an easier way. But, man, at the end of the day, that's a little bit of a booby trap, you know, because yep. it's more fulfilling if you do the thing the hard way so i just want to reiterate to younger people that are you know potentially being influenced that uh yeah just be a little bit cautious that you don't need to focus any amount of effort into impressing anybody other than yourself and your direct friends and family you know yeah absolutely well, well real quick still on the like how is hunting change thing one thing like so uh our podcast is predicated on the fact that I'm the world's worst bow hunter, right? <laughs> so that's shot a deer in the face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <come laughs> well, yeah. So allegedly, but in learning like through all this podcast and talking to guys that are actually good hunters and, and, and kind of uh, moving down in my journey, like I look back to like 20 years ago with Frank, you know, well, that's what we were just talking about on the way up here mm -hmm. is like how we used to, spend 
hours. When I, I mean, I've been hunting since I'm 12 years old. I'm going to be 49 this year. And I remember growing up, riding in the van for hours, looking at deer tracks and the two tracks. My dad, and like, he's got his head out the window driving. And, but that was like, that was how you learned. You know, we didn't have, he didn't have Onyx or base map back then. It was, I mean, it was woodsmanship. You right. went out and looked. And now with like the podcast and everything, I mean, like just like ours, your guys, you know, and, and bow hunters are a tight-lipped group. So back then, you know, it was just the core group and people are, might be feeding you misinformation. But now we're talking to guys that are given, like Dan Infault, uh, you know, I mean, all these guys right. that are giving their secrets out so it's going to help the, the younger group and with this technology get out there and, and learn it faster. Hopefully they, they've learned the woods, woodsmanship also. Right. But, I mean, it's definitely turned around, but I cut you off. No, that's fine because, I mean, that's what I was going to say. It's like I spent, like, countless hours, like, we'd hunt, and then, you know, it's like, I got stuff to do, like whatever. No, like, nope, we're driving these two tracks, and we're going to look for all these tracks, and we're going to drive two miles an hour and look. And I'm like, what are we doing? And then we'd get out, and we'd look for sign. We'd never hunt these spots ever. And, like, those are things, like, looking back that I took for granted that, like, those were really opportunities for me to learn. And, like, so now when I look back on it, I'm like, oh, yeah. And, like, <laughs> we were talking about on the way up here. I mean, we're cutting down rubs. You know, like, like no, nobody's going to find this. I did. I done that. <laughs> my dad. Did you ever make a fake one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Sure, I'm always like, I got that guy. Someone's going to come, come this pine, way. Pine trees are great. Yeah, my man, dad, just, like, yeah. get a pine bound and brush that off. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a good runway. We don't want people to see them right. track, you know? Yeah. No, yeah. I, I would see the hunting, yeah. the hunting community, uh, I guess, through the past 20 years, at least for my time that I've seen kind of going off what everyone else is saying um the division there's just a lot of division on opinions no one's really together on a whole lot other than we all love hunting but we all kind of do it differently and everyone's kind of have a they all have their own strong opinion and like what you were getting at earlier too it's it's nice to have people all in the same room together who can have an actual legitimate conversation and not scream at each other screw um, you man <laughs> <laughs> have you guys ever seen the rocking chair camp it's a video on YouTube about a northern uh, UP. Anybody seen that? Yeah. It's really worth a watch. Uh, it's a documentary of these guys' deer camp. And when they started coming, I think in the 40s or something. And, yeah, it was. Actually, it was late 30s because uh, their camp got busted up by World War II. And then they all kind of reignited. But you want to talk about, like, how it started and why they went and where kind of where we are collectively all as a group and where we're going. It's uh boy, that that's, it's, it's a very interesting thing to watch. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you had, didn't you say something about the, you guys cover it, the, um, the new regulations or that were, let's maybe Should hold it, hold that put one? it on hold. Maybe let's take a break okay. Yeah. because we okay. said we would around an hour and we're around an hour and a half. Let's maybe come back and we'll get right into that. And then if you guys are cool with it, we're going to talk just a little bit about some spring turkey hunting. And, uh, Frank, what, you're, uh, you do some – Adam said you do some calling or oh, you – 
I've called for years, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. did you maybe do a little competition or something that he oh, said? Oh, you know, I mean, Did you bring your call, dude? I've been uh, in a competition I'm, before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, hey. I yeah, don't let's see it. Established yeah. dominance, Frank. That's right. Uh, <laughs> that's Fan out. Oh, Jared Sire. We found a turkey. Somebody. <laughs> where Where was this found, Jordan? Wait, it could but, be mine. Is it black? It's a men's bathroom. Oh, uh, very good. That <laughs> might, I have one in my wallet always. Or maybe you don't. Is that don't. weird? <laughs> I always have that. Smell Actually, it. let me see. It probably is mine. Right. I'm not putting it in my mouth in case it's not. But there's a strong chance that's mine. I like the Rocky Mountain <laughs> calls. Yeah. Okay. I, we, got, we obviously had to make a purchase and uh, must have dropped it out. But I bring it around because I'm not a very good caller and I always like to practice, you know. So can you make a note uh, for me that when we come back, we'll start on that? Because that, that's like its own little animal, right, right there. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that. And then we got some questions about uh, spring turkey hunting. And then we're going to talk a little bit, if, you, if anybody's interested, if the guys have shot tack or if you're interested in going to tack, like what's the actual yeah. benefits of it? Is it worth your time? Is it worth your money? What should you expect? We're going to go through a little bit about that. Jordan, just inform me there's some food left. So if anybody's hungry, feel free to grab another round or whatever you want, but uh, get a drink, use the bathroom, and let's say uh, 15? Yeah, let's say uh, 245, okay? Is that cool? Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to go on to any kind of social media platform, give us a like, share, subscribe. You know, it really helps us out. keeps the train rolling. And if you guys really like what you're listening here, give us a five-star Either star way, if, even if you don't like it. Even if you don't like review. it, five stars. That'd Helps everyone cool. out. We'll see you out there.